Business of Law uh, podcast. Uh, and today we have an extra special, super meta episode. Uh, so today, uh, Devin Johnson, who is the business program manager on the legal business and strategy team, produces the podcast. She and I are going to be talking to Krishna Sud, senior attorney in the uh, Experiences and Devices product group, and Laura Eubank, a senior attorney in the AI and research product group. They reached out to us with a fantastic question. Uh, and I, I don't want to step on it too much, but the, the it has created this kind of meta conversation, the podcast about podcasts. Yes. <laughs> which we're, we're just delighted. And so... Krishna, Laura, thank you so much for, for doing this and for taking the plunge and, and doing things that are probably not uh, overly typical for, for your practices. Thank you for having us. It's good to uh, try something different. Indeed. So you both reached out uh, basically asking, hey, uh, we, we see that, that y'all produce a podcast over there. Uh, how do you do that? And the thing that we wanted to start off with is really what like what is it that is drawing you towards this? There's clearly some something in your practice, and I think you both have very innovative practices. Um, there's something you need to accomplish, and you don't have to go into you know super secret detail, but at a high level, what is the thing that you're trying to accomplish? So, I think the main reason, um, particularly why Laura and I got together, was that you know we work in an area or in you know, an industry that is changing rapidly. Um, and the laws also change rapidly. And trying to keep up to date with all of the legal developments can be a challenge. Um, and trying to ensure that everyone who works on products or needs to know about these legal developments is aware is also a challenge. Um, we were also really conscious of the fact that people's calendars are full of meetings. Um, and we were trying to think of, well, what is a way where we can spread information but not clog up people's calendars? And so we thought, well, a podcast is a perfect way to do that because you have the forum to be able to discuss uh, issues that arise um, and people can choose to listen or they can choose, you know, to listen at another time that's convenient for them or only tune in when there's, a discussion that's relevant to them. Um, and so that's why we are investigating uh, uh, podcasting as a means of spreading information, but in a way that is much more accessible and digestible to people and in a format that they may, may actually want to consume it. All right. I think I heard a few things there that are, are interesting for us. So one, I heard you, you basically have this uh, communication and coordination issue. Uh, you have uh, a, a large community that you're trying to get on the same page. You're trying to create a common set of kind of understanding so that you can all move in the same direction. And that seems like that that is a very meritorious thing to be doing. Um, I heard uh, asynchronous and as much as people can consume when it makes sense for them, which makes all kinds of sense. The other thing that comes from that I, that I think was implicit in what you're saying is we have so much uh, communication here that happens in very text heavy formats. So emails, teams, all the things that bombard us that maybe if you gave people a different way to engage, then they might have 
potentially more more energy and stamina to consume uh, that information. Um, were those were those some of the things that were were causing you to to march towards this? Indeed. <laughs> All right, makes sense. So I think that you're you're going in the right direction. Uh, so we have some similar uh, challenges that cause us to do this. Specifically, we're trying to help an ecosystem walk forward and walk in the same direction. And so that is why we do this. And the other reason that we go with the, oh, wow, using the new feature of Teams, I am loving it. That is fabulous. Well played. This is not actually my office. <laughs> there are fake backgrounds in Teams. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I could get speech if I wanted to, but. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. It's just like a little Easter egg dropped into the podcast. That's <laughs> so, all right. Serious. Uh, not that serious. So, one of the, another thing that, that we find that the podcast really helps with is scale. It as much as you create a, an artifact, you create a, a unit of, of, of knowledge, and it can go to a lot of people, uh, and again, asynchronously. But the other thing that's kind of interesting that we're learning is it starts to create this shared history and memory that you can reference again. So that when somebody comes to you and says, you know, I have a question about this, this topic, a lot of times what we end up doing is saying, that's a great question why don't you go listen to episode X first, and then let's chat about it. And that way we're coming at this with a shared sense of understanding so that you don't have to have the same conversations over and over again. It also allows people who, who join a community later to catch up, right? Because you, you can build this back catalog of all these conversations that help people understand how you got to where you are. So with that said, um, I guess there's a few things that you, you may want to think about, uh, which are just kind of the basics of, of, and so I'm not a communications or, or journalism person, but when Devin and I talk about uh, what we're going to produce, we often start off with some of the basics of like the who and the when and the what and the where and the why. And so have you given any thought to what your format might be? And so that, that can help build out the who. To, to be honest, um, you know, we've bounced a lot of ideas around. I, I think a traditional format is almost having topics and then going through them. Whether that's going to be something which is engaging for listeners is probably something we'll just have to gauge. Um, I mean, I can't speak for Laura, but I'm not an expert in this, you know, field of you know, giving podcasts or hosting podcasts. And so it may be that there are just better ways or more engaging ways in which to tee up information. Um, Laura and I find some of these topics fascinating, um, but ensuring that there's, that we're delivering it in a way in which others can see how interesting the topics are, but also learn something um, that's practical that they can actually implement um, in their work is also something that would like to achieve. I think one thing we've learned from this process is that engaging a third party who, so let's imagine that you have hosts who provide serialized engagement, right? So let's say it's the Krishna and, and Laura show, 
for for lack of a better term, right? Sounds good. Yes, it sounds fabulous. <laughs> I, I already I want to listen. Uh, a thing that you could do to drive engagement is to rotate other people through who are basically your your guests, right? So it could be that they're somebody who has a specific purchase on a topic, or they are an expert, or maybe there's somebody who's just trying to come along. So one of the things that we have learned is uh, the people who often know the least can ask fabulous questions because they're unafraid to, to just jump in and say like, wait, what is that? I don't know what that means. Can you explain that? And it turns out that a huge swath of the audience probably has the same question. And, and so it's very uh, dangerous for us as experts to only exist in that very top layer of capability, right? And that's where bringing other people into the conversation often takes you in, in very interesting and different directions. It surfaces questions that often have a lot of commonality, typicality, and numerosity, but that you as an expert, you've, you've lost that naivety. And so I think, you know, when you're thinking about format, if, if you want to, so one approach could be, you know, you, you do kind of an NPR drive time where you, you do a report out. Uh, another version of that, you know, might look like you bring in a third party who's like your, your guest. Um, you, it also allows you to start bringing, you know, really creating personalities uh, because a lot of what ends up drawing people in is the conversation. And I realize that I'm at dire risk of monologuing right now as I do this, but uh, the, the best version of this has probably more back and forth. So actually, yeah, I'm going to pause. Yeah, I was going to say, we definitely talked about including third parties <laughs> in the podcast, because I think Krishna and I definitely recognize in many cases, we will be playing the role of the novice. And <laughs> just because PSG services span so much, um, you know, so many different areas of law that we certainly don't know everything. So I think that's definitely, and also just to keep it fresh, I think I know that the podcasts I listen to always have guest speakers. So I think we definitely want to do that. I think one thing that we were curious about that maybe you guys have some input on is how to make sure um, like where we source our information. Like we have some initial ideas of what we think is interesting, but I'm curious if you guys have any suggestions for how we can make sure we are um, casting a broad net and capturing things that maybe people who don't, because um, we do want to, I mean, I think we have some ideas of what we think is most interesting from, for our first few episodes, but it would be nice to get um, a broader area because we don't know what we don't know, right? I'm, I'm curious if you have a perspective on this as somebody who uh, who wrangles uh, the, the, the talent. <laughs> well, for us, um a lot of the ideas were just conversations that Jason had with respective person and a topic sparked. And then he was like, well, let's go ahead and do a podcast and, you know, built out an, an outline and then some other details. And then another thing that we're working on is I'm building out the ROB. We do a lot of planning in our um, teams um, for event planning. And so some of these podcasts will also be tied to certain events that we do, like our trusted advisor forums. And so we're building that in and then we'll have some that spark up from a specific topic or meeting that Jason was in. And we want to kick off a podcast to learn more detail about that specific topic or what have you. That's a really good idea. So, for example, mid-year question is going to show up in January. Yep. There'll probably be some really interesting conversations that you know, happen organically around that. And that would be potentially a really good spot for you to just 
grab some people who might be in town from other places that are, are you know, can be challenging to get a hold of uh, other times of the year. Uh, similarly, when um, a summit comes up, the Seal Global Summit, which is our big departmental uh, congregation, another great time to, to pull people together. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Like to think about kind of the rhythm of the business and where you can get a hold of people who might be really interesting. Yeah. Um, Even conferences that you attended and made a connection with and it sparked up a topic that was interesting on both sides and you wanted to spin up a podcast um, too. So I think the, the other thing that Devin is offering you that I don't I don't know if you if you're thinking in this way is you can have external guests um, potentially. Um, it could be outside counsel, right? So to the extent that you know it's a sensitive topic that you want to have a, a trusted uh, conversation with, you could probably do that with uh, your outside counsel. I suspect they'd even do it for free, and you might even get some free uh, advice out of that process. Mm -hmm. You know, something, so a, a broad topic that we're really interested in is digital platform regulation, and that covers many topics. But I would like to think that Laura and I are both interesting people, as well as being interested in lots of stuff. How do you, like, is there a danger that you end up kind of increasing the scope of your po podcast that you isolate listeners, or is there room to you know, dabble in other topics if, for example, something is relevant and say diversity and it just makes sense that, you know, we have a session on that. I think a good starting place is thinking about the audience that you seek to reach mm -hmm. and what 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 do they care about? So one of the things that uh, we I would say that at least for the podcast that we host, we have a lot of range. <laughs> so yeah. we, we cover Yes. Yeah. yeah. A very diverse very, audience. Very, very diverse audience. Um, but one of the things that Devin does that allows us to earn trust and and not waste people's time is he puts together a show a show notes log. Uh, so when somebody sees the podcast pop up, they know roughly what the content is going to be, and so they can decide very quickly. Is this something that I should invest in? Uh, is it a is it content on a topic that is of use to me? And so that allows you to, if, if if you go that approach, you can basically make whatever you want, and then people will take the, the ten seconds and say, "Is this interesting to me?" And if not, they won't listen, and that's fine. But it means that they're not probably not going to check out for the next one because the 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 search cost for them of a good piece of content is so much lower. They don't actually have to listen to the whole thing to get a sense of what's coming. And so that can be a way for you to simultaneously, you know, have some breadth, but also allow your audience to focus in on the episodes and the content pieces that have the most relevance for them. And then to be clear, I'll, I'll say that Devin does a great job of not just providing that as a list, but also giving uh, time codes so that people know if you want to go, you know, to the, the most relevant uh, platform regulation update, go to this timestamp. And that's where you can hear that piece that's specifically relevant for you. And that takes a little bit of, of effort uh, on you, the, the producer, but it makes it much more digestible and uh, easier for your audience to consume. And what kind of metrics can you get about your audience? Like, how do you know who's listening? What parts they listen to? I mean, I'm assuming that technology exists. That is a great question. Um, 
So the short answer is we don't invest a whole lot of uh, energy into uh, really doing telemetry as a hardcore process. I'm going to perhaps reveal too much here. So uh, the business of law podcast is like, I, I just, I actually just pay for it out of my pocket. Uh, and so I am super cheap. And so as we will probably learn in this conversation, uh, I'm, I managed to use a lot of uh, Azure resources that come through us uh, as employees through our uh, one of the employee benefits to, to host almost all of this stuff. But we do have some rough sense of telemetry based on the page views. So we host the podcast on, uh, so uh, this is the, the podcast we have, uh, Business of Law Podcast. So we host this uh, on Azure. It is a WordPress site. It uses some specific plugins. So here we, uh, so it uses the Blueberry plugin, which uh, is effectively a, a podcast publication kind of uh, channel. Uh, and we've also uh, added some Google Analytics uh, to this uh, that gives us a sense of the impressions uh, that we're getting and how many hits. Uh, and so we also start to have, I, I could be, I haven't looked at this in a while, um, but we, it gives us some telemetry on the consumption uh, that we're getting. So, and we can, we actually have breakdowns on a per episode basis so we can see which are the specific ones that are trending and things like that. But if I'm really honest, we don't pay a ton of attention to it. Um, we might in the future, but yeah, maybe. Maybe we, yeah, maybe we should. Should we be adults at some point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I think we can. I want to give you some, uh, at least an alternative to consider. And I think we're we're now jumping ahead a little bit, but I think that's fine. Uh, which is, well, actually, before we do that, let's just quickly go through how we how we produce this so you get a sense of kind of the effort that's involved because we want to give you some options to consider when you're thinking about how you want to do this for yourselves so let's go back to this all right uh so devin started to describe uh kind of the sourcing process um which is basically it, it typically starts off as i have a weird conversation with someone and i'm like hey wait this is really interesting would you mind if we we captured this much as you experienced um and then uh, she goes into uh, producer mode. And so we have a production schedule uh, that where we actually think about all the assets we need. We think about who's the host, who's the guest, and we, we put all that together. Um, we have specific checklists for that we use to make sure that for the, uh, you know when we're putting together our outline, we, we try to think about all the pieces that we need uh, ahead of time. Um, then when the recording happens, we we either do it in my office uh, as is happening now or we do it on teams which is also happening right now um the thing i'll one thing i'll note and then i'll, I'll try to pull together the the list of uh, things that i use but the recording equipment is it's fairly inexpensive i think it was probably about 200 dollars worth of equipment from mono price so i've got some mics and a mixer um and some other things but the uh the thing that uh would allow one to do this really inexpensively is to have uh, a microphone like the Jabra mic that I've got in my office. Um, and that actually, we may end up using the audio from that for this one just to see how it works. But that that actually will allow you to record the audio in a room and, and host a podcast. Um, then we uh, we pull the, uh, the content. So I'm recording in Audition right now, which is an Adobe product, which makes it 
really easy to capture and mix together uh, that content. But the other thing that uh, people may not realize, and I'm, let's see if this will work. I'm not sure if this is going to work. Let's hope for the best. So earlier today, I created a meeting in one of our channels uh, in, the, in, in Teams, and I started a screen share, and I recorded it. And we see that here it is. And it was captured in Microsoft Stream. And so I probably don't want the audio to start on this, but um, we we now have this file. Oh, yeah, you, you can hear my nasally drone in stereo there. So one of the things that's really quite clever about Stream is it captures this content for you and it allows you to share it with other people in your organization. And so now I'm, I'm stepping on one of the places I think we were gonna go a little bit later, but if you wanted to have a content stream available to an internal audience, internal to your organization, you can effectively create that just using Teams and Stream, mm -hmm. right? And it gets all the benefits of your governance. So, you know, only people who are supposed to be able to see it can see it. And, and that, that can be a really good thing if you're doing sensitive content. But one of the things that's really quite clever about this is if you wanted to also use this for an external audience, if you wanted to make it available to people outside your organization. So I'm in stream. I just download the video, save it. And now I've got this file here that I can make available to others. So I could put it in Azure so that it can be downloaded. So I, I literally could, so I'm now in the, uh, the Azure Storage Explorer. So I'm, I know there's nothing better than watching me click around. Uh, let's see, where are my downloads? Is that where? There we go. So now I'm going to upload this. Hopefully it'll go fairly quickly. All right, so there, let's refresh. Should be a refresh more. There we go. There it is. So I can now take this and I can copy the URL for it. And that's now available to anybody on the internet. So this is one of those ways that you can very, very quickly use the power of Office 365 to capture the content. Mm -hmm. Now, we haven't done any of the mixing or any of the other magic, but we basically have a raw file that has some kind of thing that we captured. Mm -hmm. And then we almost instantaneously uploaded it to Azure. And now it's available worldwide. So it, that obviously, that's a knife that has blades on both sides. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is that easy. Um, so then we, we do a couple other things to, to put a little bit more polish uh, on what we do. So we do take the episodes and we do tend to mix in some bumper music and put in an intro and some other things. Uh, so Devin usually does our, our intros. 
Um, and then we upload that, that refined product to Azure. We often will create some uh, episode artwork using PowerPoint where we get, uh, we'll get headshots from the people. And so uh, uh, that works. Um, and then also, Jason, when, when you mix yeah. in the music, are you still using Adobe Audition or do you use some other pro program? Well, so we've done in, we've done it a couple of ways. I use Audition. How do you, you've done, I think you've used. Uh, photo. Yeah, you use. I use Photo. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's like free, right? Yep, that's just, um, yeah, that's just an application that I think all of our devices should have is photo. And I download it the same way Jason showed from the meeting off teams into stream and then save it into photo. Mm -hmm. And then I'll add in the respective bumper and then do the intro um, as well and then add that in as well. Mm-hmm. The other thing you could use, I believe, is PowerPoint. I think PowerPoint has the ability okay. to, you can basically take audio files, drop them on individual slides, and then export it as kind of a, a, a video experience. I, I think I've done that in the past. Um, so there's a bunch of ways to do this. So uh, Audition is not free. Um, it is one of the, uh, I think, ex extravagances uh, I allow myself. Uh, but if you wanted to do these kinds of things without inquiring, incurring a bunch of cost, you use photo. If you, most people probably already have access to PowerPoint, and you could you could do that using those tools. Okay. All right. Good question. Other, I've been talking a lot. Are there other questions that uh, we should catch up on before? Well, I mean, this isn't so much about production, but just in terms of frequency. Um, obviously, if you have a podcast, you need to have something to say. But by the same token, I guess you don't want to go too long between episodes. Um, you know, what's what's generally a good cadence for having actually recording and then putting out podcasts? We have been averaging like one a month for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have gone so for uh, for for reasons I will talk about in a future episode. We've we've uh, had we've been on hiatus uh, while I've been trying to to figure some stuff out, but we actually have a pretty good back catalog. Um, so we've been averaging about one a month. Yeah, about one a month. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the and how do you advertise? Ah, how do we advertise? So once we put it out on to the website, we'll post it on our LinkedIn accounts um, and just write just a little bit about what the podcast is about and then tag the respective individuals that were on it. And then we'll also retweet it. And then so a lot of the times that when we tag the respective individuals on the podcast, they will share it themselves and then get um, more audience and viewing that way. Makes That's sense. True. So it's mostly kind of organic, viral <laughs> kind of advertising, sounds like. Where I'm, I'm now stumbling through. Actually, let's go to you. You could go to my page. Yeah, let's go to your page. Uh, let's see. And now we, people get to watch us uh, stumble Stop around. <laughs> oh, here we are. Yeah, go to the post. There yeah. we go. All right. 
Okay. There we go. So this is an example, and I think it uh, it gives all the, the features that Devin was talking about as much as it, it tags the people who were kind enough to, to ride along with us. It gives uh, you know a little bit of a flavor of what's going on, and then it links back to the episode. And at the episode, uh, so we can see that uh, we pulled together uh, you know some splash art uh, with the, the images of the people who were involved. Um, and then we have an overview with the time codes. The other thing that we uh, have started doing is we've started adding references to other content that might be relevant for people who are watching that episode. Mm -hmm. OK. Well. Good question. Um, let's see. Other things that might be worth noting. Uh, so we use. Uh, Power, uh, I'm sorry, we use uh, WordPress to produce uh, the, the website that ho holds all of the stuff. Um, it works pretty well. Uh, and again, it's free. So <laughs> that's that advantage. But it's it, it can be a little bit intimidating when you first get there, but it's actually not too bad. You, you just kind of type, you know, add your title, add your content. Then you drop a link to the, the media. So that's in this instance that will, and I, and I will actually go through, or well, actually Devin may go through, uh, and record the process of, of putting one of these together. But it's not all that complicated uh, once, you, once you get it up and going. Um, the other thing that's nice about uh, the Blueberry, uh, or sorry, uh, WordPress, is you can do things like have it automatically send uh, content out to Twitter so you can you can chain in other connectors that help you uh, push your, your social media presence. But yeah, this is kind of the behind the scenes uh, view of, of how we, we produce uh, the episodes. So just and to ask a proper dumb question here, I mean, I think, so you registered your domain name here, right? That's one, like if you're really starting with the basics, you registered a domain name, you set up storage on Azure, and then you use WordPress to kind of do the UI more or less. Is that kind of how it works? I yeah, understand. so that is, that's it. So later I'll expand on it a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I bought a domain, I then attached one of my office three six my personal office three sixty five tenant to that domain and so now I've got domain branded email so I can be you know reached at whatever at businessoflaw.net right I then uh, created uh, a website using Azure specifically using WordPress and I went into the settings for Azure and I uh, so I so I because I own the domain I was able to change the the name records. So that when you go to www.businessoflaw.net, it would point to that Azure site. So in the sequencing, I actually created the, the website using WordPress first. And then I went and I updated the domain records, which you can do through whoever your domain registrar is, so that it would point at the website. So now I've got the domain, I've got the website, then we could start uh, publishing in content. Um, but the short answer to your question is yes, you you got it right. <laughs> and you said having an RSS feed is important. Could you talk more about that? Mm. Yes. So what is an RSS feed and why does it matter? So an RSS feed, I think it's short for really simple syndication. <laughs> and uh, basically what it does is it 
creates a way for people to subscribe uh, to your um, to subscribe to your content uh, using Outlook, using uh, you know feed reader, using all these different types of, of technologies. Um, it's just a, a handy way to give an audience, as your audience becomes uh, very loyal, it gives them a, a handy way to subscribe to your stuff. The nice thing about WordPress is it does it for you automatically. So the other thing that WordPress does through our plugin is it will automatically publish out to Apple Podcasts and play music. Uh, and so for people who are subscribing on their mobile device, uh, so they're not necessarily consuming it uh, through the, these, you know, another mode, because let's be honest, most people probably consume these things through their mobile device. This gives them a way to, to get access to that content. And the, basically you go through the signup processes um, at Apple or, you know, Google Play or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever, and you basically sign up and, but you will need the RSS feed to push your content into those channels. And that's why the RSS feed is so important. Because what happens is when you basically publish through these platforms, what they do is they take your RSS feed and they look for updates. And that's how they know that there's a new episode that should be pushed out. And so that's why having an RSS feed is, is really important. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. You can do other interesting things with an RSS feed as well. So uh, you can use tools like Power Automate, formerly known as Flow, and you can actually create your own automations that watch for updates to the RSS feed, and you can have them automatically send content out as a result. So for example, if we go back to Teams and we go to, I think, the, I think if we go here, I suspect, actually, let's do this. Let's do some filtering. Yep. So we can see that this email showed up in the Legal Operations Technical Sharing Community team, which is a team that we use to invite our customers who have legal operations and want to understand how we're using our technologies to to <laughs> make our work a little bit better. Uh, so that, that's a team that we host and we can see that this email showed up kind of out of the middle of nowhere uh, immediately after a, the, this podcast was published. Mm -hmm. And behind the scenes, what we did is we created uh, a, a power automate automation that watches that RSS feed and when it gets, uh, it sees that there is a new entry, it automatically sends an email to this, uh, this, this channel in this team with the content so that the people in that team can know that it's happening. And so this is a way, again, if, when you're thinking about your, your strategy and your approach to how do I get the word out, um, you could imagine that this could send to uh, Teams channels, you could imagine that it could send to Office 365 groups, you could imagine that it could send to existing uh, email aliases and the like, and that way you can get the word out uh, to people who may not be likely to consume it through, you know, whether through, through their, their podcasting ecosystem, but there's somebody who sits at their desk and is expecting to get an email 
that encapsulates the thing that they're going to consume. And, and so you can give it to those people too. Awesome. So we've covered a lot of ground. I, I, I think it, it would be good to circle back to your needs and what you what you'd like to accomplish. And so I think my, my first question for you is, do you think, is your audience primarily internal or do you think it's necessary to also have external? So from, from an audience perspective, I think we initially had thought that the audience would be internal to Microsoft, um, specifically actually internal to Sela. Um, we had a very specific um, audience in mind, which was frontline product sealer. That doesn't mean it wouldn't be open or interesting to others. Um, but it was intended to, one, explain legal developments, but also provide practical ways in which to address um, or implement some of the, the changes in the law. So it was a pretty niche audience, I'd say. So if that's the case, I think you have a very easy path forward, uh, which looks probably something like this. Schedule meetings, uh, Teams meetings. And, if, and I, I guess, so here's an interesting wrinkle that you could throw in. So one option looks like a more conventional podcast that's a bit like this, where mm -hmm. you have a fixed number of people <laughs> who are your participants. Uh, and those are that's the the closed universe. Another version of this looks like uh, other events that uh, that Devin has put on, where we also invite members of the community to basically show up and ask questions real time, which can get a little bit messy, but can also be spicy and exciting too. Um, <laughs> and you don't have to you know have only one format style, but you know you, you, so your, your your choices at least initially are uh, within those two branches. I have a closed universe where I know who's going to join. In that instance, I set up a meeting and I only invite the people who I want to participate and attend. Uh, and in the other, you, you can do things like host it in uh, a channel for an existing team or some other place that has, uh, you know, it's only available to the group of people that are for whom it's relevant, but it is more broadly accessible, right? So that other people can just kind of show up and if they're available, they come and they ask questions. But then, it, I think it's pretty basic. It's you, you mentioned that you probably want to, you might have an agenda of things you specifically want to talk about. You might have a specific guest who's kind of your, your you know, you're provoking a third party. But then you, you just host the meeting in Teams. You make sure that the audio is good enough using your headsets or what have you. You could even get one of these, uh, I think we have a, a Jabra, you know, kind of basically speaker puck, but these things are pretty easy to get. And then you just push the record button when you're ready to go. Uh, and then you, you know, have your conversation, and you stop recording, and then it uploads to streams for to stream for you automatically. So then you have to, if if you're if you're hosting it within a team, an existing team and channel that has the right governance, that has the right people involved, then you're pretty much done from a making sure people have access standpoint. If, however, you're planning to, uh, you know take that piece of, of content, that recording, and then make it available to others, then it's a pretty simple process. What you do is, I think I've got uh, streams back up here. Uh, you, you basically just share it and you can uh, effectively, you can provide a direct link to the video, but an, an, another way to do this, and let me see, I think I can do this. 
let's see. Ah, here we go. You can add access. So after you've produced uh, the content, you can uh, you can basically add add it to existing groups and channels to give access to the people. I, I realize now that I'm not sharing my screen, so I will. <laughs> you can tell I'm I'm expert at this. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm back in stream uh, and we uh, click on uh, the, the ellipses and we see that you can do things uh, like see who it cur who currently has access uh, to this and you can add access to others. Let's see, of course it's not popping up for me now, but it's nothing nothing better than, than live demos and, and when they don't do that. <laughs> but take it on faith that you can you can change the access on this pretty easily. Um, and that's just to teams, basically, or is it well, other groups you, and channels I saw? Yeah, so you can grant access to, I think, security groups, I think. So, for example, there's a, a legal affairs wide security group. So I think you could add access to that and it would give access to everybody. And add it to an existing uh, team or channel. I think, I think we've yeah. done that in the past. Yeah. Um, but you have a lot of options. And it's the good news is, it will abide the rules, right? So you will only give access to people that you want to have access, and it's it's pretty easy. And in in this place, you don't have editing capability. You'd need to get professional software to do that. Well, I'm I'm going to say yes. You need other software. Yeah. I don't think you need. So you've done this with. You could do it on photo, the application that we have, um, huh. and you can edit out. It's called uh, trim, I believe. Um, when you trim things, um, you can do it that way, or as Jason mentioned as well, on PowerPoint. I personally haven't um, edited any on PowerPoint. I usually use um, the photo application. So you would just kind of trim it on where you wanted to start it, stop it, or if you wanted to um, cut certain pieces out. How cool is that? So huh. I have I have actually I have not played with this before, but I'm now trimming this video native within stream. Huh. So cool. Yeah. So you 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 can you can get fancy. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can get fancy and and do it like with Devin's crazy skills, or you can <laughs> do it the uh, you know the the more simplistic ways uh, that are available. It looks like from within the platform. The other thing you can do is, uh, I believe, after the fact, you can upload and replace the video so that when people go to to find it in the future, they get your refreshed version. Ah, yeah. That's pretty sweet. It is. And here's the other thing that's, I think, pretty clever about this. If there was one of these that you did want to make available publicly in the future because you're like, you know what, it's appropriate, like it's not overly sensitive and we think it's compelling and interesting, you could then pull the video and, you know, post it on Azure Blob Storage and make it more broadly available if you wanted to. So you have that option later. Very cool. And Devin, you, you mentioned that um, in post-production you add the top and tail boards. Do you use that? What application do you use to add the 
bumper boards. Oh, I add that in using photo as well. So, oh, we, okay. so in our, um, we keep everything in a central file. And so I just take the mixer and then you can literally just drag and drop it in um, to where you're making the edits in photo. So you can drop it in the front and then the end and then have it come in softer or heavier on it. Um, so everything for me, what I do for editing and adding the intro and the bumper is, is in photo. It's very, um, it's fairly simple for for me to quickly just go in and do it there. Okay, great. Is there, is there an example of one of these? I can't recall. Is it this one? With the LCLD? Try that one. Yeah. So the other thing we're we're now showing is uh, we just host all of this in uh, all of our files in SharePoint, um, and so we have. So I think you can see there's a ton of collateral here um, that I think uh, I can't remember where we put everything, but is it anyway? Let, let's just take it on faith that uh, we we have some examples here somewhere. I can't recall where. But we do, uh, we, we basically just host everything in uh, all our files for editing uh, in in SharePoint. And then typically to make it a little bit easier on ourselves, we sync the document library. Uh, so let's see, I think if I do this, it's always gets a little dangerous. So yeah, so because sometimes it's just easier to work with, with things locally, we uh, we we often sync these uh, these folders so that SharePoint uh, basically all the SharePoint folders show up like local folders so that we can access them, manipulate them, um, and just makes it a little bit easier to to work with sometimes. Right on. And what's your usual length once you edit it down? Uh, they're they're roughly forty five minutes to an hour. I think one the longest was maybe an hour and a. I think Jay um, and I might have gone two hours. Two hours, okay. <laughs> and uh, I think to Dave Daggett and Judy Jennison, we actually split that one into two. Okay. We got some we got some feedback that was like, "Hey, great content, a, a bit much to deal with in one sitting." Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, you you have to figure out kind of what the attention span is. So I was so over the weekend. I was listening to the A16Z podcast about okay. podcasts. They just had their 500th episode. And Sonal Chokshi uh, offered some great wisdom. And I'll, uh, we'll make sure that we drop a link to that in the show notes. But uh, her observation was the sweet spot for duration is often how long somebody's, uh, for podcasts, for conventional podcasts, uh, is often how long is somebody on their commute or how long are they at the gym? because that's kind of the, the increment that they uh, they listen to. And so that's what the consumption looks like. One thing to note is if you are going to end up using a technology like Stream, uh, it, will, it will work on your mobile device, uh, but you're not gonna catch people on their podcast platform, right? Like this is, you're gonna need to figure out a way to get them to think like, oh yes, I have access to this and I go, get it when, yeah. I'm, when I've got that interstitial time. Won't be in their podcast queue. <laughs> Ugh, that's tough, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and there may, there may be a way around that, but I'm not aware of one. Um, and my sense is that 
I have not seen a permissioned podcast platform that would work yeah. like on the general ones. Um, so right on. Have we gotten to most of the the questions that y'all had? I think so. Did you have anything else, Krishna? Oh, you're on mute. Sorry. No, I, I don't have any questions. Well, if you have questions or you want help, uh, Devin and I are happy to keep answering those. Uh, I think our our one ask is let's I, I suspect that other people want to learn about this process, too. And so to the extent that we can do that, probably in I don't know, Maybe in uh, productivity hackers or someplace like that, so that people can we'll 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 we'll, we'll pick a spot, yeah, either that or Learn and Click or yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, but if you have other questions, uh, we're happy to follow up and and if you have them, we'll we'll do our best. Yeah, awesome, great, thank you. This well, was super helpful. Thank you guys. Well, thank oh, you thank for you. so much for being willing to just kind of jump in with both feet. Uh, we realized that we. That, Devin and I may have ambushed uh, Laura and Chris <laughs> a little bit. Uh, In the there. Monday after a holiday weekend, too. It's <laughs> a tough one. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks, thanks so much, guys. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.